Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. We are playing the Take Me Out to the Ball Game game with James. Good morning, James. Morning, guys. You excited for opening day in Major League Baseball? Uh, I'd be more excited if I wasn't at work. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite team? I'm a Jays guy. You're a Jays guy? Yep. A lot of Jays fans, a lot of Tigers fans in these parts. Okay, well, uh, we are going to play versions of Take Me Out to the Ball Game performed by celebrities. You just have to identify which celebrity is doing the song, okay? Let's give it a shot. Let's see how you do. Starting with this one here. Do you recognize this voice? Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. James? Uh, I, I have no idea. No really? idea? Um, let's... Here's a hint. Well, he's also a fan of the Blue Jays. Also a fan of the Blue Jays. That's why he said the best teams. They're the home team in Chicago. Uh, he talks like this. I thought that was a gimme. Mm-hmm. No. I was hoping Will Ferrell would be the first one for the game. Mm. What did you have for breakfast? Did you have any fruit, any grapes, or anything like that? <laughs> Don Cherry. Yay! Oh, How'd you know? <laughs> Don Cherry. Well, this is about to get a lot harder, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this game's not as easy as we thought. That was, the, that was. I don't know. We gotta, we gotta, this one might be easy, depending on your taste in music. Identify the celebrity performing this version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Take me out to the ball game. Take just when you thought it was done. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> no, it is not Stephen. Oh Can you imagine? <laughs> Stephen Hawking up in the booth. Oh, and he just crushing it. <laughs> God. That was that's Peter Frampton. <laughs> do you feel like we do? <laughs> He's got that guitar in the tube there going. <laughs> the earth is a billion, billion, I, I billion miles from the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got Stephen Hawking to throw out the first. <laughs> okay. You, you need this one for the win. All right. All right. James, identify this celebrity singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. One, two, three, and let's go out to the ball game. Let's go out to the river. Take me everywhere. I don't remember what I have to do. 
Who's that, James? That's the odd man coming. That is Ozzy Osbourne. That's good for the win. <laughs> My two favorite parts of that is when he sings, I don't remember what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> and then at the end, he can't even remember the number one. <laughs> A classic. James, you are going to see the Black Keys, courtesy of FM 96. And I know you're at work. You're a Jays fan. You want to listen to the game. You can listen to the Jays games on uh, our brother station, AM 980. Perfect. A lot of celebrities getting in the marijuana game. Uh, member couple months back, Gene Simmons was spotted in Leamington, Ontario, doing a little tour, doing some uh, due diligence as he got ready to invest in, was it Invictus? Invictus MD, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was there for the tomatoes, but we're (laughs) thinking it was for Invictus MD. Leamington, Ontario. Come for the tomatoes, stay for the ganja. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gene Simmons is getting in on the action. We now hear Charlie Sheen is launching a line of weed vapes called (laughs) Sheenius. Oh, my God. And here is Charlie Sheen talking about the decision. Apparently, there's a lot of strains of marijuana uh, that are named after Charlie Sheen, and he wanted to cash in. They said, you know, we're, we're, we, we see your name so, so ingrained in the, in the marijuana industry. It's all bootlegged, essentially, and I've never made a nickel off of it. That didn't seem fair, and they, they said, well, what do you think about starting your own brand. We thought it was a fun enough name. It was catchy enough to lead the charge. And I'm very excited about about being sober these days. A lot of people, you know, claim to be sober and still smoke pot, and I'm 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 not one of them. We hatched this a, a couple of years ago, and I, I was still getting pretty lit. And then when I stopped getting lit, um, the idea was still good enough to to keep pursuing. I've been working tirelessly on the logo and on the package design because it's you know it's so important how a how a product is presented. People can tell the the quality of something immediately. I'm sort of the medicinal ambassador for Genius. I think we got a real shot and it's 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 pretty exciting. Man that music alone sold me on one of the the new Charlie Sheen vapes. Uh, boop 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 boop. Drugs almost ruined my life. I'm sober now, but here, smoke some drugs. <laughs> the packaging is real nice. <laughs> yeah, he Charlie is sober, so he's not going to be using the product, but he will be selling it to you. Uh, I I don't know if I want to put something called genius in my mouth. <laughs> It does sound like the nickname Charlie Sheen would have for his penis. <laughs> no, thank Here, you. Here, suck on the genius. <laughs> it is the FM 96 March Madness. Tournament of 64 small towns trying to determine what is the greatest small town in the FM 96 listening area for 2019. 
And yesterday, some big winners. Lucan, 70% of the vote over Mount Carmel. Embro beat out Brooksdale with the uh, largest victory so far in the tournament. 88% of the vote for Embro. Holy. They've got some pride there. Rodney, 54% over Bothwell. Poplar Hill, 64% over Kerwood. This is the last day of round one. We move on to round two tomorrow. Let's look at today's matchups. And out of the south... We have the Battle of the Ports, Port Stanley versus Port Bruce. That's right, Taz, starting with Port Stanley, Ontario. In the summer, Port Stanley's got the weather of Florida with only 25% of the crazy. Home of GT's Bar on the Beach. If you love beer and staring at volleyball players' butts, you'll love GT's. Yes, (laughs) GT's capitalizes on the beach-style pub grub, acoustic music, and volleyball players' butts. GT's. The bar that volleyball players' butts built. (laughs) If you want to party your butt off in Port Stanley, you got to go to the vacation home of the Taz Show, a.k.a. Wyerton South, a.k.a. the Pierside Pub. But please take your butts with you when you leave. We don't want butts all over the floor. They're taking on Port Bruce this morning, home of... Beeline Trailer Parks. They call it Beeline because the moment you set up your trailer or tent, you make a beeline for the booze. Most recently, Port Bruce is known for having that dump truck stuck on that collapsed bridge. Remember that, Taz? I do remember that. Yeah, well, to capitalize on the national spectacle, they've since created the Port Stanley... Sorry, the Port Bruce Bridge and Dump Truck Museum, the Bridge and (laughs) Dump Truck Cafe... And the new town mascot, Bridgie the Friendly Abutment. (laughs) Out of the West, Mount Bridges going up against Eckfrid. Yes, Mount Bridges. I got 99 problems, but Mount Bridges ain't one. If Strathroy Caradoc was the Infinity Gauntlet, Mount Bridges would be the party stone. Rockin' Wheel, June 22nd with the Headstones and Bob Noxious is going down in Mount Bridges. Taz and myself will be there, and I just want to say shout out to Platinum Key. Although the name looks... and sounds like a premium membership to an adult website, I assure you it's Platinum Key Realty with our buddy Heavy Kevy. Taking on Eckfred this morning. No, it's not a German swear word. It's barely a town. Eckfred. Close to the nearby Muscots Country Store, bacon for $3.99. A pound is one of their highest selling items. But on the sign outside, they're heavily promoting Ed's Local Asparagus, their biggest selling commodity, which helps clarify the town of Eckford's motto. You know you're in Eckford when you can smell the pee. <laughs> Exeter. Versus Clinton, Jim. A clash of the titans here, Taz. Starting with Clinton, Ontario. Clinton is known as Canada's home of radar and has a huge radar antenna in downtown Clinton, which is ironic seeing as how Clinton is on very few people's radars. In 1879, Clinton's town hall and library burnt down to the ground, Uh and in honor of this disastrous blaze, no one in Clinton has read a book since. (laughs) They're taking on Exeter this morning, home of the white squirrels and mascot, Willis the White Wonder. Hey, Exeter, why the squirrel got to be white? 
Yes, the unusual bright white squirrels have been a staple in Exeter for centuries. Except for a brief period in the late 90s when the squirrels had their frosted tips phase. Exeter is also home to the huge annual Exeter Rodeo, an event that's even whiter than the squirrels. The visual of a squirrel with frosted tips just made my day. Out of the east, we've got Beachville versus Delhi, Jim. What's oh going boy. on there? Oh boy, Taz. Beachville versus Delhi. Life's a Beachville and then you Delhi. <laughs> Beachville, Ontario is the home of the first recorded game of baseball in North American history in 1838 between North Oxford and Zora. Also, Beachville is the first recorded instance of someone saying, wow, baseball is kind of boring. <laughs> With a name like Beachville, I'm sure when you visit, you want to know where the nearest beach is. So all you have to do when you're in Beachville to find a beach is go past the Canada Post, take a right at Andy's Garage, then simply drive 58 kilometers south to Port Burwell, <laughs> Beachville's nearest beach. They are up against Delhi today, home of the Delhi Tobacco Museum, where you can learn all about the art of the dart. Known for their World War I ace Earl Frederick Crabb and retired NHL tough guy Ryan Vandenbush, although Delhi's rivals in Norwich call their town Smellhi, the people of Delhi know that it's only because those haters in Norwich are just totally jelly of their Canadian tire. <laughs> <laughs> Make up some bumper stickers. Life's a Beachville, then you Delhi. <laughs> Trademark Jim Kelly. That may have been your best one yet. Opening day in Major League Baseball. And uh, Peacock, I know uh, you always enjoy looking at some of the foods that they're serving around oh, yeah. the, the, the baseball uh, stadiums. How about the foul pole? Have you seen this one? I think what? I've heard about it, but the foul pole at Rangers games. If you're in Texas, you got to try the two pound chicken tender. It comes with ranch and honey mustard sauce. Wow! It basically looks like a forearm. <laughs> <laughs> it's two pounds. It's a gi- just one giant chicken finger. You know, I get the novelty of it, but I like the breading on the chicken finger as much as the chicken, so I want more breading. You know what I mean? I don't want one giant one. It's covered in breading. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but if you split it up, you get more surface area covered in breading. You like, could use this thing during the home run derby <laughs> as your bat. <laughs> That's not natural, though. So, like, is that all chicken? Like, yeah, something's, it's a big something's nugget. going on how's there. That, how's that come together? It's supposed to be chicken, but something's fishy here. <laughs> <laughs> the Dinger Dog at Braves Games. It's a foot-long pig in a blanket that's stuffed with cheese. They also have a chicken and waffle boat that comes in a hollowed-out waffle bun. The Coney Dog Egg Roll if you want to drive a couple hours down to Detroit, is at Tigers Games. Chili cheese dog without the bun, stuffed inside an egg roll with mustard and onions on top. Hmm. <laughs> they just have it, I guess, workshops. What would be the most delicious way to die in the offseason? <laughs> That's what they're talking about somewhere. Like, I would want, if I were these teams, to have like some sort of food 
where when people buy it, they're not immediately embarrassed or feel shame that it's like, you know, the size of their head and they're walking past everyone. Like, hey, like when you like the the foul pole when it's like the size of your arms, like, yeah, I, I'm a gluttonous pig. <laughs> the foul pole is not an appetizing name no. either. No. <laughs> Sounds like the end of the night at a strip club. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the classic peanut butter and bacon sandwich at Twins Games mm. with a jelly-glazed uh, jelly bacon on toasted sourdough. There you go. You have the Fritos pie corn dog at Astros Games. Foot-long hot dog covered in crushed-up Fritos with queso, queso and Texas chili. Mets are selling the chili cheese crunch dog with Fritos on top. So now apparently Fritos are a condiment. It's like they took a baseball hat, wrote a bunch of pieces of food on slips of paper, (laughs) threw them in the hat, and then pulled three out and said, this is our next delicacy. And the old 18-incher. You can get 18-inch hot dogs at Diamondback Games because a foot long just isn't long enough anymore. (laughs) Wow. The Jays... Listen to this. Hello, Canada. We're so healthy up here. The 32-ingredient salad is available at Blue Jays games. Oh, lame. And it is both vegan and gluten-free. Oh, it'd be funny if the salad was hot dogs and Fritos and all, like, a bunch of other crap, bacon bits. (laughs) The 32-ingredient salad, 31 of those ingredients are hot dogs. (laughs) Earlier this week, we were talking about Cardi B, the, uh, the rapper, she said that when she was an exotic dancer, she used to take men back to hotel rooms, drug them, and rob them. Pretty rude. Yeah, we thought so. And we had a number of FM 96 listeners getting in touch with us saying, I think the same thing happened to me here in London or in the FM 96 listening area. I, I felt all woozy and I was missing money from my bank account, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they were just saying that to... Uh, Use, a, use it as an alibi. You come yeah. up. Well, that, that's the thing, right? If you get robbed by an exotic dancer, you're probably less likely to tell someone because you don't want your wife to find out. Yeah. Or you're embarrassed about the situation. If you were trying to hire them uh, for prostitution purposes, you don't want to tell anyone about that because it makes you look like a, a jerk. Yeah, not only were you hiring a prostitute, you also got tricked by a prostitute and got all your <laughs> yeah, money stolen. Right. You dummy. <laughs> Well, check out this story. 50-year-old guy was staying at a Days Inn in West Palm Beach, Florida last weekend. Oh, yeah, it's a Florida man story. (laughs) Here we go. Buckle up. He started talking to four other guests who were all staying together in one room. They started chatting. He offered the other guests $500 to have an orgy with him. He said he'd settle just for one of them, but was hoping more than one would show up. He gave him the money, and then he went back to his room to start getting ready for the orgy. Started trimming his mustache. (laughs) Nobody showed up. (laughs) So, and this goes in, like, this is, we've got the trifecta here of topics, hot topics. We've been talking about Florida men. We've been talking about uh, getting ripped off when you're trying to pay for sex. And we've also been talking about reasons you should and shouldn't call 911. This guy called 911 to report that he had paid $500 to a group of people to have an orgy with him and they didn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) The cop said, "Uh, could you please clarify, are you telling us you offered the money for sex? And he said, yes, and they didn't show up. 
So the cops arrested him for soliciting prostitution. (laughs) The other uh, four hotel guests aren't facing any charges, and they're $500 richer. So you can just keep somebody's $500? Hey! I guess if they offer it up and sure, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Boy, and he just struck out three times in a row though. There, it takes balls just to approach a group of strangers in a hotel room hallway and say, "Uh, you guys want to have an orgy with me?" <laughs> and telling them they're only worth five hundred bucks. They're, that's one hundred and twenty-five bucks each. <laughs> that's not that much of a compliment. No. Yeah, I guess if you don't ask, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll never know. But uh, <laughs> do not do that. No. Do not call 911 if it doesn't work out in your favor. Yeah, and always pay by check. <laughs> <laughs> That's even smarter, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure there's a traceable paper trail when you're trying to hire well, strangers to have orgies. <laughs> and if they don't follow up with their end of the bargain, you can cancel that check, Taz. <laughs> Jim, you are going to love this, and I love it. I mean, you're going to hate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, I, I thought it was a joke when I first saw this, this story, but apparently down in Australia, there's a big controversy brewing. It's about um, a word that is being used that is upsetting a number of people. Okay. They don't believe that this word is politically correct. The word is cyclist. Cyclist? Like a person on a bicycle. That's better, Jim. You're with it. What? You don't call them cyclists. You call them person on a bicycle. Oh, I'm a cyclist to you? I'm just an object (laughs) to run over with your car? Is that it? That you're taking away the humanity by saying cyclist? Yeah. Wow. You're more likely to to show them uh, courtesy on the road. If they're an object, if there's something called a cyclist, you should be calling them people on a bicycle. But this is why language exists, is to shorten things down and make it efficient. I don't believe that it makes you more empathetic. Yeah, let's listen to this. The war between cyclists and motorists continues to rage oh, on. It seems to just be a blanket disrespect for cyclists. The attitude of some cyclists doesn't help their cause. It came so close to me that its front quarter panel was rubbing on my thigh, on my hip. It can feel like a lot closer, particularly if the cars are travelling quickly. They're always on about us not giving them respect and everything on the road, but um, when you see what they do to motorists, I don't think it's fair. But if a motorist does something stupid, nothing happens to him. We're the ones that get hurt. Yeah, you're right, Jim. If uh, you don't want to be called cyclists, you want to be called people on bicycles, then you should be calling the motorists people in cars. Yeah. Come on. Uh, It's a two-way street. (laughs) Literally, it's a two-way street. There's room for everybody. (laughs) Just watch out and remember, you don't want to hit people on bicycles. There you go, Taz. You're learning. I almost said the C word. (laughs) Would have got fired. I've got goosebumps. Home sweet home. Today is the day that our friends Jody and Adalton get the keys to their new house. They're in studio with us. Jody, good morning. Good morning. Adalton, how you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? Good. So, mother and son 
you guys uh, signed up a while ago. How long ago was it that you approached Habitat for Humanity and looked into getting your own home? So we were just talking about this on the ride in this morning. Adulton and I were talking about when we found out versus where we are now. So it was in December that I put the application in, February 27th, where we were told we were partnering. And they had said at that time it'd be close to a year. And yeah. Just over a year. That's yeah. it's pretty Here good turnaround. Wow. Huh? Yes. So you applied in December and that summer they started building the house. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, we started building yeah. it. We didn't start it. We, <laughs> we finished it. <laughs> uh, last time you guys were in studio, Adult, and you were just about to go off to school. How's uh, university? It's busy. It's been a big change, a lot of adjustments, a lot of changes, but it's fun. Yeah. Is that new facial hair you got going on? It's a little bit different, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks like a man now. Yeah, yeah. He looks older than you, Taz. <laughs> I know. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> uh, we have the big key ceremony later today. Have you guys been, when's the last time you were in the home? I know that Adulton, this is something that you have been doing. You've been helping build with Habitat for Humanity, and that's one of the things. When, when you get a home through Habitat for Humanity, this isn't just like, a freebie. Here's a free home. You don't have to do anything for it. You've been repaying by working yeah. and building homes for other people all summer long, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was working on some of our neighbors' homes and even our own throughout the whole summer, but that was pretty cool to see the whole process. Yeah, talk about building a community. Yeah. Yeah, holy. Literally. You, uh, last time you were in there, like, have you seen the complete finished product yet? I, but so the last we were in the house, we were painting. Adulton and I painted, um, the main floor and at that time there was no cabinetry and so it was it was walls up looked like a home as opposed to just framed yeah uh, work uh, but no cabinetry so it, no toilets you no, haven't you haven't no. seen all the finishing touches it's gonna in there. literally be like move that bus yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah. <laughs> well jim has been the team captain here at fm 96 he's done a great job super dope. rallying the troops and spreading the message of habitat for humanity uh, around town here so jim we are going to be part of the key celebration at 11 o'clock this morning, correct? Yes, absolutely. And I'd just like to get uh, a message out there, too, that they are always looking for people who need homes, too. So if your family has a household income of under 50000 bucks, you can qualify for a Habitat for Humanity home. You can just go online to habitatforhumanity.ca and, and uh, fill out a uh, pre-eligibility quiz so it can kind of tell you if you're eligible for a home too because you know people need a a, a hand every once in a while yeah. and this is a great way to go about it and this is, it is a hand up it's not a hand out absolutely and I think if I'm not mistaken Jim that amount may even be higher than really yes I, okay. I believe it it's, I would encourage people to go to the website for the for the actual income, but I believe the max might even be higher. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. So, yeah, it is it is an opportunity for people who really have their uh, financial affairs in order. They've got great credit. They've got um, low debt. And it's just an opportunity for an alternative mortgage. You've uh, been working. You've been working hard your whole life. It's been Absolutely. a dream to own your own home. You didn't know how you're going to get there. Habitat for Humanity can help you get there. Yeah. Uh, when does the furniture move in? <laughs> <laughs> the movers come officially on the 29th of April. We are doing a slow process. We are the movers in between then and now. 
I feel like a Dalton could move a fridge yeah. by himself. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we'll get some audio. I'm sure it's going to be very emotional when we open that door and it you guys be. go in your home for the first time. We'll get some audio and we'll play that on the air tomorrow. But I'll promise try not to do the ugly cry this time. It's Me and Taz will be doing it for you. Seriously, man. I'm so excited for you, too. This is going to be great later this morning. And it's always uh, awesome when you can help people out and you can tell that they appreciate it. And during this entire process, we have gotten that sense from both of you. So um, uh, we know you're grateful and we're grateful that we got to be a part of this opportunity for you with Habitat for Humanity and the house that FM 96 built. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or fm96.com.